And we're back with another episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. I'm your host, Jason. And I'm Amanda. And this is part 8 million of our podcast series <laughs> on Chris Chan. I think it's part 8. But it's been going on for a while. We've been diving deep into the Chris Chan story, and it's gotten pretty pretty crazy. Where we last left off, basically things were <laughs> things were really weird. Christine had now decided that, you know, she was broken up with Jessica Quinn. She was upset about Doopy Do-Over and all the horrible interactions she had on Twitter with Doopy and things had just kind of gone bad. And I said the next saga we were going to get into was going to be the Idea Guy saga. So that's where we're that's where we're going today. All right, so we're around November 2017, just timeline-wise here at this point, and a guy named Joshua Weiss decides that he wants to start trolling Christine, and that the way Josh decides to do this, he gets called the idea guy because Josh comes up with the genius but also scary, scary troll idea that he can convince Christine that her characters of Sonnet Chu and Rose Chu can communicate with him. And so he can control Christine by saying, like, this is what Sonichu told me to tell you. Mm. And Christine believes him. Because I don't really know exactly how, no one knows exactly how the idea guy managed to get into Christine's head so much. But she totally believes when he says, these characters are real and I can... Communicate can, with can, them uh-huh. and tell you what they're thinking. And what they're saying about you, yeah, uh. and about the world, which is really crazy. But yeah. he manages to convince Christine of this, and Christine's already, if you follow the story up until now, she's admitted that she believes the characters exist in some sort of outside universe, like Toontown and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. She's She has let on that she might be susceptible to this, and Joshua Weiss is the first person to be like, I'm going to use that to manipulate Christine. That's very strategic. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Hmm. It's pretty crazy. He explains to her that Magichan, one of your characters, came to me in a dream and explained that your Sega Dreamcast that you have, Christine has a Sega Dreamcast that she's had since she was young, and she hadn't been playing it. It's just been put away. And this guy Josh convinces her that the spirit of one of the one of the characters is trapped inside this Sega Dreamcast and that Christine can free it by, you know, summoning the Dreamcast. Uh-huh. And Christine believes it and that like that would open a portal to quick Okay. Yeah, and I know that sounds like really, really crazy. To give you an idea of like where it came from, there's an anime that's called Hyperdimension Neptunia. And in that anime, the whole premise of it is that it's all about the video game console wars, so PlayStation versus Nintendo 64 versus Sega Dreamcast. It's about that time period in video gaming, but it's anime, so they make each console like a goddess. Each console has its own goddess, and there's like a physical war being fought in the world of Hyperdimension Neptunia that's basically a big pun on the video game console wars. So it's like super nerdy. We got like an anime that's nerding out about video games. Yeah, you lost me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's fine. You don't really need to understand that to know that like he's convinced her that this is what's happening. Like yeah. Christine believes cuz she's seen this anime that that all the consoles have these goddesses inside of them and that that each console has its own special goddess. And she will later go on to claim to be the goddess of the Commodore 64. Christine claims this. Yeah, she's like, well, you can play video games on the Commodore 64, and that never got mentioned in the anime, so therefore, I'm the goddess of that. 
Hmm. So this anime really gains control over it to the point where literally in November, Christine changes the zip code to Quickville because Quickville had to have a zip code, I guess. <laughs> and Josh convinces well, her. I mean, how else, how else are you going to get mail? <laughs> yeah. How else are you going to get mail? Right. So this Josh character, the idea guy, convinces her to change it to 691488. Oh, well, 69, you know what that is. Nice. Nice. 1488 is Nazi code. Uh, yeah, 88 that's white is, supremacy. Yeah, 88 is Heil Hitler, and 14 is the 14 words of the nationalist, like, white nationalist slogan that I'm not even going to repeat because it's not worth repeating. And I assume Christine had no idea. Christine had no idea. Okay. And so she changed the zip code of Quickville to 691488. Okay. That's the kind of control he has over her. The reason I bring that up is to say how deep the idea guy has now gotten into Christine's head. And then other people will join the idea guy and they become the idea guys. Mm. And the idea guys will control Christine's brain and make her just completely lose touch with reality. I know up until now it seemed real crazy and everything, but she has done a complete break. She no longer views the world in any kind of realistic way anymore. It's all anime and these idea guys planting things in her head. Wouldn't what they're doing at this point, if she's like breaking from reality, wouldn't this go beyond just trolling and kind of enter the realm of abuse? Yes. And we're going to talk about that really shortly, that things for the idea guys don't really go that well. This is now very abusive and it's not even trolling anymore. It's, it's really just like helping a crazy person go crazier. Yeah. Well, in December 2017, she does attend a, a, another convention, a comic book convention, and they're actually having a panel making fun of Christine, or making fun of Chris, and they didn't know Christine was going to be there, and she walks in and like busts up the panel that was on Chris-chan. Well, I mean, what kind of like assholes have a whole panel dedicated to just talking shit about it wasn't really talk they wasn't dedicated to talking shit it was about the interest it's it's like christorians people that are interested oh i thought you meant they were just like sitting around just talking about like oh remember that time she did this and well i mean i guess there was some of that there but i think the point of it was people wanted to share christory and share they, it was it was the beginning of people having like later on by now people have conventions on christine there are like actual conventions on Christian. This is the beginning of that. That's weird to me. Mm -hmm. um, and also, how naive are they to think that she wouldn't be there? Well, she had said online that she wasn't, and then at the last minute, she managed to get tickets. Yeah. So that's what happened. I would still think she'd find a way. Well, where she, where she there's did. a Christine, there's a way. She did, and she received a standing ovation, which made her really happy for a few days. They they cheered her on at the at the panel. Mm, okay. Yeah. So then the idea guys convince Christine that Nazis have bugged her doll that she made of herself. And she, they film, she films herself destroying the doll because it's bugged by Nazis. So when I say like, they're able to convince her of shit, like they're able to convince her of that, like super easily. That is, I mean, did the guy have like a degree in psychology? Like how did he tap into that vulnerability so well? I don't know, but this is where people decide they want to help. Mm. So this goes on all the way until we get to April 2018 when things just, like, they've spent all this time trolling Christine. They're doing fucked up shit. They, they claim they'll, they'll say, like, we'll hurt Sonichu, like, we'll poison Sonichu, or we'll pour, pour acid on him if you don't do these fucked up things, including extorting money out of Christine. So, like, making Christine send them money or else he will hurt 
her characters. That, that's messed up. Because yeah. we already know that, like, she's broke. Mm-hmm. So this is what happens. A Kiwi Farms user named The Captain decided to help. The captain bought Christine's high school ring from eBay. It's called the Amifist ring because Chris, when Chris was younger, when Christine was Chris, she would pronounce it Amifist instead of Amethyst. Oh, Amethyst. I was yes. like, Amifist. Yeah, but that's what Christine would call it. So it got known in Christory as the Amifist ring. Oh. <laughs> and the captain's like, I'll buy that from you because he's trying to help Christine. So he buys the amulet. And then the captain's actually really smart because he basically decides, like, to beat the idea, guys, I have to play them at their own game. Mm-hmm. So when he has the Amifist ring, he says, I'll, guess what, Christine? I woke up and that ring was glowing and it was setting on top of my computer and it was it was glowing. And then he has this, like, badly photoshopped picture. <laughs> of a glowing of ring. A, of the Amifist ring glowing. Uh-huh. So I was going to go ahead and show you that now so you could oh. just tell the audience what the Great. what the grow, glowing Amifist ring looks like. Okay. So I've just shown our gorgeous co-host Amanda the uh, picture of the Amifist ring glowing. Uh, and what did, what, did, what did you see? Um, it looks like a high school class ring mm-hmm. with an amethyst <laughs> stone. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very up close photo, very blurry, and it had a sort of halo hue of purple around it. Mm-hmm. And that picture is badly photoshopped and obviously nothing special as it was. Convinced Christine that like, oh shit, the captain is receiving messages from Quickville through my high school ring because he'd always Christine had always known that the high school ring had power and was somehow connected to Quickville. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So now that the captain has gotten into Christine's head, he manages to convince Christine that the idea guys are bad and that like they've been fucking with her and she believes him. Like the oh. captain beats them at their own game and basically Christine is like, oh well Here's access to all my social medias and stuff so you can see what they did. So the captain gets access to her Facebook, Discord, everything. Mm -hmm. Complete access. And then there he finds that at least $6,000 have been extorted from Christine by the Idea Guys. My goodness. Mm -hmm. And the captain reports his findings to Null from the Kiwi Farms boards. And Null sends them to the FBI. Oh, wow. Yeah, because now it's like interstate extorting or extorting digitally across state lines and fraud and wire money. Like, uh-huh. it's now become, like, FBI territory, which is really not good for the idea, guys. Uh, no. And that starts the group called the Guard Dogs, who is led by Noel, and they're people who have decided that it's time to step in. Christine is now so vulnerable that people could extort things from her easily and that they need to protect her. Mm-hmm. So the Kiwi Farms has done a complete 180, and they're now like, no, we defend Christine, mm-hmm. which is really kind of sweet in a way well i mean you you make fun of somebody and you troll them for as many years as they had you start to kind of feel connected to Mm -hmm. them and when some new guy shows up and starts doing really fucked up taking clearly taking advantage Mm -hmm. then yeah yeah so that's what happens it's kind of like siblings where you're like i can beat up my mm-hmm. brother. Yeah. But don't let anybody else think about it. Yeah, I think that's kind of what has happened. Mm-hmm. So in May 2018, uh, a famous Scottish YouTuber that's got about a million subs, his name's Count Dankula. I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not. No. Um, <laughs> he does an interview with Christine, and she says that she's been to Quickville for real. She says there are 
three people that she knows for sure in real life were born half Sonichu. And one of them is her, so Christine. Uh, Bob is number two, so she knows for sure at least her and Bob are half Sonichu. Okay. And Ted Bundy is number three. The serial killer? Yes, Ted Bundy the serial killer. Christine says that Ted Bundy was framed and that he was half Sonichu and that the whole thing was a setup because it was he was a secret agent from Quickville and that's why he was so weird and that the whole thing about him doing murder wasn't real. Okay. Which I think was planted by the idea guys. Yeah, that sounds like something they would have come up with, right? But she carried it with her and was just like, yeah, fucking Ted Bundy, that guy, he really was a half Sonichu. Sure he was. <laughs> Which is the most craziest random and shit. And so was Bob, yeah. who's dead. So. And, and me. Yeah, right. Those are the three people she knows for sure. For sure. Are half Sonichu. Yeah. No doubts about it. So that continues on for a while. And... What happens in the Chris Chan saga becomes a repetitive thing of people doing this type of manipulating of Chris. And it's really gets repetitive and it's not really all that interesting. So I'm not going to continue to go into like date by date details about how bad people kept doing this because it's now reached a point where it's not even really funny or interesting. It's just mean well, it's and, also kind of sad. And sad. Yeah. And it's 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 lost touch with reality. And so now it's come to a point where, like, if you don't understand the anime and video game references and the comic book that Chris wrote, you won't really get what's going on. But just know it's more of this. Just keeps happening and keeps happening and keeps happening. And now I think is the time when I should bring up what Christorians call the unholy quintet. So the unholy quintet is essentially the five types of people that follow Chris. They've been categorized. There's You're one of these following things if you're in with Chris. There's the white knights. We've already talked about white knights. Those are people who just decide that they want to protect Chris, usually for misguided reasons. They feel bad for Chris and don't realize all the horrible shit. The next is A-logs. They're named after a guy who was Aaron Logarithma or whatever. His last name was Log, so... A-Log is what it got shortened to. And this guy was just mean and, like, upplayed all of Chris's things and tried to just completely shit on Chris. Like, a mean fan of Chris. Mm. The idea guys are kind of A-Logs because they're, yeah. they're, they're upplaying all of Chris's negative things and trying to hurt Chris. So that gets called A-Logging. Enabling are people who d- enable Chris's delusions. The idea guys are also enablers because what they do is they take Christine's crazy delusions and they push her further with it. So we have white knights, A-logs, enablers. Then we have weens. We've talked about weens. Mm-hmm. Weens are like low-effort trolls who just don't really know what they're doing and suck at trolling Chris. <laughs> and then the last we have are carpetbaggers. And carpetbaggers are people who try to capitalize on Christine's dishonesty and, and infamy, and they try to make money. So it's people who try to use Chris's infamy to, to make money. Uh, some of the people who sold fake merchandise... For Christine, right, or like made T-shirts, or mm-hmm. yeah. So those are the main types of people we have. And now a guy comes in named Jacob Sockness, and he's the only person who has managed to be all five of the unholy quintet at some point towards Chris. So that's why I'm not going to go into the details because this man, he's also autistic, he's also gender non-binary, and he lives in California. I think I think it's California. I might be wrong about that. 
I don't know exactly where Soctus lives, but anyway, this guy does all of those things to Christine mm-hmm. and gets known as the only person to manage to fill out the whole unholy quintet. And so you could imagine just the, the daily craziness that would come out of that. It's hard to even get into because, like I said, it's just so delusional and crazy. They're pretending to be boys, pretending to be girls, pretending to be fans, pretending to be not fans. You know what I mean? It gets so convoluted that I honestly think the story becomes almost incomprehensible at this point. Mm. Because we have another person who comes in named Isabella Janke. Now, Isabella Janke is somebody we're going to talk about completely separately. She deserves a whole category of her own that's not related to Chris. But she does come into the Chris Chan saga, and she records the most infamous phone call with Christine of all the phone calls that have been recorded with Christine. And this is where we're going to get towards, like, this is basically the end of the story. There's a few things I've left out. Any major Christorians are going to yell that I've left some things out. But really, Isabella Janke recording this phone call is the last major thing we need to mention. And this phone call is where... Christine admits to sleeping with her own mother, with Barb. Mm, Like sex. Yes. Mm. Like Christine has now, they've been accusations that there's been elder abuse. Yeah. And now there's accusations of like sexual abuse. And Christine admits it. And very much like in this phone call talks about how and when and the multiple times she and Barb have had sex. Gross. Yeah, it's really, really gross. And I don't, I mean, as crazy as Christine is, the way she describes it sounds pretty realistic. And people are believed, I mean, it's believed that it happened Mm. to the point where Christine was in 2021 arrested and put in jail for incest. Who told? Like, how did that come out? The phone call got leaked. And Isabella Janke, we'll go into it a little bit, but she denied that it was her but everybody knew that it was her Mm. and so that's where her infamy starts but it's not where it ends she's a whole crazy character in herself Mm. and like i said i'm going to talk about her a little bit like in her own section but let's just say she leaks it and once it leaks the guard dogs and everybody else jump on it and it gets i mean like the police find out and they investigate and they find there's totally enough room to believe this Huh. And so Christine in 2021 gets put in jail. She's still in jail uh, oh, so to this day. So she's still in jail now. Right now, yes. And the last thing that happened is they essentially set uh, the next hearing date for August 2023. So as far as I know, nothing's going to happen between now and then. She's obviously separated from Barb. People well, yeah, ha- well, where is Barb? In a different jail. Being held or in some kind of care facility. I don't know if it's a jail. It's like a jail slash care facility. Because Barb owes a shitload of money. Oh. And she's got dementia. Oh. And Christine's in jail for having sex with her. Wow. And they, they've convened a grand jury. There was enough evidence to prosecute. Their lawyer waived the right to fight it. I think Christine's going to plead. That's what it looks like now. But we'll have to see. And it will probably be another year before we find out what happens. She's already been in jail for over a year, and she's not going to get out. But people have been communicating with her. She writes letters from prison. Mm -hmm. Um, She's now claimed to be Jesus Christ. So she signs her letters, Jesus Christ, Christine, Weston, Chandler, Sonichu. But see, like, that just, that, that, her saying she's Jesus, and then the talking to the characters and all Mm -hmm. that, like, 
her clearly losing touch with reality, wouldn't that make... Wouldn't that give you some doubt that she actually had sex with her mom? Like It would, but if you followed the story up until now, you've realized there's been hints the whole way. I tried to drop them in subtly and not say anything, but there's been hints the entire time. And if you were to go back and listen to uh, this entire series, you'd realize... And every episode, I dropped one or two little things that pointed towards it. There was times when Barb switched to sleeping in Christine's bedroom. That happened back when Bob died. Yeah. There was times when Christine hinted at having a relationship with an older lady and having an associate that nobody knew who they were. Mm. These all were clues, but no one was able to put it all together until the end. Well, if that's the case, then she then it had been going on for years. Yes. Gross. Yes. And she also, remember, defended mother-son incest in that Facebook yeah, article. Yeah, I remember that. There's been several things that have led to this. So, I mean, if the court and police went in and said there was enough evidence, there was enough evidence. It's presumed there's probably a video. Well, if, if I had to guess. That's true because Chris recorded everything. Yes. So there's probably video or audio that corroborates this. Wow. So it's not just some shit trolls made up. Christine's in jail over this. And, like, there's a trial. Well, I bet the trolls in Kiwi Farms lost their fucking minds yeah, when they this did. happened. They did. And a lot of them took their anger out on Isabella because she was responsible for leaking it. Mm. So that's why she has her own saga. Well, they were mad at her for doing it, not mad at Christine for being a whatever you want, an incestor. No, they weren't. They were less mad about that and more mad about her leaking it. Like it's her fault, you know. Wow, I don't understand that mentality at all. Well, yeah, I don't. We've we've kind of I mean, said no, neither one of us understand the mentality of the committed trolls. Committed a crime, and then we know Barb is not well. Yeah, mentally she's dementiaed, mm-hmm. so she took advantage of an elder. Yeah, she's already been accused of elder abuse. Like, how would you still not? I don't know. I I don't understand the trolls. I mean. Some of them are white supremacists. I have, I've left that, that part out, but like a lot of these people who are trolls are white men who, once their accounts were hacked and stuff, they, they're white supremacists. They're like really douchey white supremacist young men. Yeah, but do white supremacists condone incest with your mom? I think they're just mean. I think they're just mean people. Mm. Uh, and so it's it's just pretty bad. It's pretty crazy. I'm not saying I feel this way. I'm saying that like they took a lot of their anger out on Isabella. I'm saying I don't understand that at all. I would think you would take some anger out on Chris of like, dude, that's disgusting. Yeah. It's gross and wrong. Mm -hmm. You took advantage of this old lady with Mm -hmm. problems. You're an abuser and Mm -hmm. gross. Like, but that's not what they did. No, it's not. Huh? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Gross. And then there's this guy, Kenneth Irwin Englehart. He still contacts Christine, and Christine writes letters to Kenneth. And he's also autistic and weird and way out there. And he started the Onion Farms, which is an offshoot of the Kiwi Farms. So if if you're too crazy for Kiwi Farms, it's like 8chan. <laughs> it's like the 8chan yes. for 4chan. Yes. If you're too crazy for that, there's a whole other sideboard of even crazier people. <sighs> And Christine is talking to him now. So, like, that... Like, she writes letters and There's stuff. letters, yeah, and they get published every day. So, I've mentioned it a few times, but there's a website, sonichu.com. Mm. That is the wiki. And they post, like, they have this day in Christory every single day where you can find some, throughout the years, what on today's date did Christine do Yeah, or, like, history. what happened to Christine, mm-hmm. yeah. They also have... 
the uh, article of the week. Then they have the picture of the day. And they have a counter for how many days it's been since Christine begged for money and how many days it's been since Christine claimed to be Jesus. Oh, wow. So that's all being kept track of every day. And then they have updates. So if you want to find out more about like the specifics of Chris, Sonichu.com is where you go nowadays. Uh, Kiwi Farms isn't really going to... There's too much other shit going on there. If you want to focus just on Chris, that's where you go. Mm. So that's pretty much where the story ended up now i mean there's like i said i haven't told you everything that happened but that is the the main story of chris chan and to think we started with 12 year old christian in a kb toy store <laughs> yeah winning a thousand dollar shopping spree mm-hmm. and, and we now ended chris is in jail for being a literal motherfucker yeah that's also what it says on the sonichu.com. It's a, it's a website for fans of literal motherfucker Chris Chan. Wow. So, yeah, that's where the story ends, uh, at least for now. And I think now is a good time to bring up why I've talked about all this, because it's been a while since I've reminded the audience and everybody here why why this matters, because I just got finished telling you the story of a, of a crazy person. Mm. But it matters because, if you remember, Christine became all this because of television movies, comic books, trolls, and bad parenting. It's not really anything else that made Christine. That's what Christine is. And so I think you can learn a lot about our society by looking at the story. Also, the techniques that these trolls used would later be used by Russian bots and trolls to do the same thing to Americans via Facebook. Yeah. So it's not... They pioneered some trolling techniques that did later on get used by mm-hmm. against America by Russia. That's mm-hmm. not an exaggeration. Also, Christine pioneered a lot of things on YouTube. She was the first person to do what's called a Let's Play, where it was her just playing video games and talking about it. She was one of the first people to post something like that on YouTube, which is now a major category it's of like video. Probably the biggest category of videos. Exactly. And Christine was making music videos, like TikTok style music videos before. Mm-hmm. I mean, she really isn't, she's crazy, but she's also like crazy in a kind of creative way. Mm-hmm. She's very, very creative. And I think we accept eccentricity in creative people, but Christine is so far off the, the line that we can't accept it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's, she's, got mental problems that go beyond like her art by just being an eccentric artist. She's gone further than that. And so there's a lot to learn from the story. I don't encourage it. I wish it didn't happen. I think it's all pretty bad, but I do think there's a lot to learn. And I do like talking about it because I think it's really telling about society. I think it tells us something about the world. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Well, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything that you said as far as, Um, Chris being a product of her environment Mm -hmm. and her upbringing. Okay. Well, the other question I have is, do you think this is like, is this something we should just like not talk about because it's a bad story and it's super negative? Or do you think there's like lessons in here and that we could learn from it and that talking about it is good? Well, considering that this is episode number eight on the subject, I would say that it's probably good to talk about. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, what the hell have we been doing? Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) And yes, I think there's lessons to be learned. I do, too. And um, that's what our next episode is going to be. Our next episode, we're going to we're going to tie everything up in a nice little bow and discuss just sort of the overall thing with the story of Christine. And what we what we can learn from it, and what we could maybe do to make things better, 
And we're going to talk about some other locales and the phenomenon as a whole and kind of wrap things up. So next week's episode, tune in because it's going to be a very special wrap-up of our long-ass series on internet trolling. Are you going to rap in the wrap-up? I might. I may rap. You should write a rap for it. I may rap. That'd be fun. Yeah, it would be fun. So <laughs> if you want to hear that, tune in next week. <laughs> what if they're like, absolutely not? <laughs> Click. Like- <laughs> well, we may have lost a listener just now, but either way, we love you. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. It was the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. <laughs>